0: The city in California just legalized stealing animals. What? You're saying, well, you know, theft is illegal, right? Well, maybe not in Berkeley, California. And, you know, when you say Berkeley, everybody knows that crazy stuff goes on down there. But in the farming world this one this particular issue sets a dangerous precedent this is something that's already been yes people are out stealing animals from farms this is a real thing welcome back the farming show continues here on kgmi news talk 790 as well as the save family farming podcast on soundcloud i'm dylan honkoop our sponsor Pape Kenworth Northwest, brand new location on Iowa Street in Bellingham. Make sure to thank those folks for supporting this program and an ability here on the air to talk about real issues that impact farming. And yeah, this is a real, it sounds like it's mean. It sounds like the onion or something. Joining me right now with Protect the Harvest, Dave Duquette. And Dave, explain what's going on in Berkeley, how they're legalizing the theft of animals and why this is even an issue.
1: Well, let me give you a little history on this group that's doing this and putting it together. DXE is a a it's called Direct a- Direct Action Everywhere and they're a group of hardcore vegans, animal rights people and they have terrorized the Petaluma area, California all over going in and and stealing people's wh- whether they raise chickens, whether they raise ducks, whether they raise Goats or whatever—they go into these these farms at night and go start stealing animals. They're they're setting them free, and they're now they've convinced the Berkeley, the city of Berkeley, to the Berkeley City Council to vote and and on a, 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 a it's actually just a resolution as of mm-hmm. right now. So it's not law yet, but it was a resolution. They and they voted to pass it that says that they can go on if they feel like they need to rescue an animal, they need, they can go on this person's property and just take that animal. And that's, so, so, but, that, they,
0: but they're saying that they're not stealing the animal. They're releasing the animal. What are they actually right. doing, doing with these animals?
1: <laughs> Who knows? Uh, they,
0: they've, they've said that they
1: have a farm sanctuary somewhere. I haven't seen any evidence of that, but they, they try to promote that they have a, a farm sanctuary to take these animals to. Um they they very possibly could, but I haven't seen any direct evidence of it. And they take these animals from from the farmer and some of these some of the guys they've already done this to are just you know, they're cage free chicken outfits and they're you know, they're they're they don't want people eating eggs. They don't want them producing. They don't want chickens to be used for, you know, the production of any kind of protein source and it and it it's an amazing um this group is so weird and so odd and so against the grain of of our affordable food and food supply and all that stuff they've really done some disservice everywhere but berkeley as you know you can get away with just about anything in berkeley (laughs) and and uh you know they they go into walmart or costco and do a big protest in front of the meat aisle or go put stickers all over all the meat saying it was murder or it used to be they have a name for a cow that they and they have a picture of a cow's face and they name it and they put it all over all the meat. And they do, they disrupt people and they, it's just, it, it, it's a horrible situation. And, and those folks down there in that area, they just let it go on. And we need to stop that kind of stuff and make it illegal. And, it, and contrary to this situation, there's places in Texas and other places that are actually passing bills at the total opposite end of the where they're gonna make it a felony if you go on and steal somebody's animal so
0: which if people see a, a you know a piece of legislation like that at whatever level local state federal whatever it might be they might say well why would you I mean isn't theft already illegal um, if if people don't understand that this is actually going on in in real jurisdictions on real farms around the country and it's not just happening in Berkeley it's happening in other parts of the country as well then right. they start to understand why this stuff is coming up? Why farmers are are supporting these kinds of laws to protect? their animals, uh, their farms, their community. Again, with us right now, Dave Duquette with Protect the Harvest, protecttheharvest.com. Just reading a few of the details that are shared on Protect the Harvest on Facebook, and I encourage you you to follow them on Facebook. Uh, This was from the Peace and Justice Commission in the city of Berkeley. The title of the resolution was, Support for Nonviolent Activists and Protections of Animals in Commercial Operations. So they they say by stealing these animals, they're protecting them. You say you haven't even seen evidence that they actually are taking them to any sort of farm sanctuary or anything. So it's, you know, what are they, releasing them back into the wild? Well, we know how uh, well a domesticated animal is going to do in the wild. It's going to make it maybe a day or two. Uh, Talk about a cruel thing to do to animals. Um, They're hurting animals by doing this. They're hurting farming by doing this. They're hurting safe and and equitable uh food access, et cetera, et cetera. This is just ugly stuff. Talk about what else we're seeing around the country, not just in, in Berkeley, Dave. People are you, you mentioned the the labeling and the naming of animals. They're doing, I understand, like animal funerals in grocery stores. And this yeah. animal theft thing is happening even I've heard about it happening in the Midwest as well.
1: Right. And you know, just to put some perspective on this whole uh mantra, there there's California passed Proposition 2, which was the cage-free egg situation. And basically what the the Humane Society of the United States is trying to do is legislate all of animal agriculture from Sacramento and now Boston because they passed a measure called Question 3 back there. And California consumes 9 billion eggs a year. It's the cheapest protein source in the United States. So poor people or people who are on a tight budget – that is the number one protein source in the United States and so California produces or consumes 9 billion eggs and they're trying to tell everybody else that produces eggs that they have to produce to their standard to ship to California so if they they only California only produces 2 billion eggs so they have to import 7 billion eggs from 29 other states so they're trying to regulate all of animal agriculture from Sacramento so they go do this get all the the people in the city to vote on a ballot initiative that says that you have to produce cage-free. And then now uh, 29 other states are going to have to spend millions, if not billions of dollars to change everything over to make that happen. Well, that's going to turn the eggs into six to $8 a dozen instead of $1.99. And,
0: yeah, and too bad for the person on that tight budget. Too bad for those people in poverty who need a quality source of protein to be healthy.
1: Yeah, and and you know, on an in an interview with with one of the humane society folks, they talked about how a dozen eggs is still going to be cheaper than a cup of coffee. Well, I don't know where he's going to get a six dollar cup of coffee if it's not a latte or or you know one of those things. So most people that are on a budget need need eggs for a protein source. Can't afford to go buy that six dollar latte anyway. Yeah. So that's a. I mean, that kind of puts it a little bit into perspective of what they're doing but DXE, this group is is already threatened to go to indiana where they're they're talking about releasing all the ducks people who raise ducks and have ducks uh, produce duck eggs produce duck meat there's they're they're going to go they're they're threatening to go out to indiana and do the same kind of stuff and it's it's causing all kinds of problems within our food supply to have These radical people go in and do this. And they're, I mean, they're just one group. They're just one group out of probably a hundred that we, we deal with and that are out there that are setting up farmers. I don't know if you heard about the big, uh, the big deal out in Indiana with that, uh, dairy that was, had an agritourism that one of the most respected agritourism Mm -hmm. deals where people came through the dairy. Went, went around they had a huge market with kroger and with partners with coca-cola a group from uh, florida one of these terrorist groups from florida went up there and paid the workers to beat up on calves and make videos of it and coerced them and paid them to do it these were two guatemalan guys that weren't weren't even here legal and they ended up uh, you know, losing all their contracts and Coca-Cola shut them down mm-hmm. because of these videos. And that's the kind of stuff that, and that's all in, you know, investigation right now. And they caught one of the guys before he got back across the border. So they got that guy, but this is a group that, you know, is going to go in and they even stated on their website that they were going to do it and that they are, that they were, that they did it. And they also stated that, They went in there and took the agritourism, just knew there was no way a dairy was this good. So so they didn't believe it so they had to go you know pay somebody and coerce somebody to do it. Yeah they to they,
0: make they, it look they they made it up. Um, that was that yep. Fair Oaks farm situation yes, that was just absolutely beyond the pale unfair and I think you're right in, in describing it as terrorism. You know it, it's that's similar to um terrorism in terms of war, you know back in the day nations would face each other and there would be disagreements and you know war would occur. Um, in, in the This new world, you know, terrorism comes in and and plants a bomb somewhere. It uses very few people and creates unrest and problems and and that's how they accomplish their radical goals. That's the exact same strategy that's going on here. It's very few people. They aren't going to stand up and, you know, issue a press release and say why they disagree with something or, uh, you know, try to challenge something legally or through a governmental progress the way, or governmental process the way they should be they're essentially doing the media version of dropping a bomb which is you know making fake videos and and stealing animals and doing things like this that it only takes a few people to do and it's wreaking havoc that's the game that they play how do you counter this kind of stuff though and again we're talking with dave duquette with protect the harvest right now on the farming show
1: well you know the interesting part one one interesting note on this is that prior to two thousand eleven, the animal rights world, the animal rights organizations were the number one domestic terrorist threat on the FBI's list. And they because of a couple of things that went on, they kind of backed off for a while and they were quiet. They the 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 FBI uh dismantled ALF, the Animal Liberation Front, and Mm -hmm. and labeled them as the number one domestic terrorist threat in the country. And once that happened, it kind of backed off. And now it's morphed into these, these so-called wannabe do-gooders that are out there doing exactly what DXE is doing. They're trying to go promote the fact that this is animal abuse and all of that. And it, the, the interesting part about, like, the egg-laying hens, when you, anybody who has chickens, which I have a, a Taj Mahal chicken coop on my place, and I've got 30 <laughs> chickens in it, and it's, they've got plenty of room to move around, but they, when, when I went out and made an actual video of it, because I wanted people to see at night when they roost, there's 25 boxes in there and you walk in egg laying boxes and they get up in those at night and roost. When I go in there. And 30 chickens were in three boxes piled on top of each other. They were three and four deep because that's the way they like to be. That's the way they're comfortable. And one thing the general public doesn't understand is chickens don't produce eggs unless they're comfortable and happy. They won't lay an egg. If they're Mm -hmm. stressed or whatever, they're not going to lay an egg. Well, we had egg production down to a science, and chickens love it. The E. coli and all the different things, salmonella, all that stuff that goes along with cage-free eggs and, and bird flu from, you know, we killed how many, how many chickens we kill last year. I, I think the year before we killed 25 million because the geese flew over that had bird flu with them mm. and they ended up having to kill all those chickens. Well, that was in the, that was in Midwest or Michigan, I think, or Michigan or Minnesota. And <clears throat> those kind of things, we, we have it down to a science to feed an ever growing population And these animals are treated great because if they, if they're not, they're not going to be produced.
0: Well, that's and- that's that's the same thing that we talk about here in the dairy community in Washington State, which I'm very connected with. Um, and again, this is this is the farming show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. We're talking with Dave Duquette with Protect the Harvest. We're talking about well, at least we started. We're covering a lot of ground here, but uh, we started talking about Berkeley, California, where they uh, just recently passed a resolution, kind of giving a nod to these uh, these animal um, activists, animal rights extremist group uh, that wants to basically go onto farms and steal animals to quote unquote rescue them we know that's not rescuing them we know that's bad for the animal we know that's bad for the farm and the community and this is all to serve a radical end here in like i'm just mentioned dave here in washington uh we've got a lot of dairy farms uh, what what should dairy farms be thinking about with this kind of stuff what what could this look like on a dairy farm
1: well it's uh there's there several different ways they're coming after us, as you know, and that are the dairies, I should say.
0: <clears throat> and the
1: nuisance lawsuits and nitrates lawsuits, things like that are, are just killing the dairy industry right now. And they're, they're doing this all over the place. But one of the things that they can do is make sure that if something like this happens, if they get, if they get a notice, like several, as you know, probably know that several of the dairy farms right after the Cow Palace dairy got shut down, They started getting letters saying that they were next and those kinds of things, that's a threat and we need to compile all that stuff and we need to go after those folks for what they're doing. And there's ways to do that and there's people that know those situations and one of my biggest things is that you know, I had a dairy farmer in Georgia coming up with a big problem here not too long ago and uh, probably about three weeks ago. And he asked me what he could do. And I said, well, you need to hire this attorney and you need to uh, fight back. Don't don't sit back. And so he's got to wear this guy's a veterinarian and owns a big dairy in Georgia. And he decided he goes, well, so do you think I should counter sue these people? And I said, by all means, if you can afford to do it, mm-hmm. do it. Counter to them right away. So that's and, what
0: we're left doing is we have to have to start playing this game. Right, right, and
1: and pretty soon it'll go away. I mean, once they, I I think I think it, the more loot losses they get, like Smith Valley Dairy in Nevada, and they they get things handed to them that way in in the court of law, they're gonna either they're gonna change their game plan because this is way too lucrative for them. And that's what it's all about. It's all about money. These organizations come in and, and, uh, start a a local organization, you know, the Smith Valley case, it was save our Smith Valley. They went in and started that. And there's a, there's a group out of, out of uh, Missouri based out of Missouri. That is actually the ones that are leading the charge on all that. They send people in to a new area or around a dairy and they go talk to the locals and they say, don't you hate this? Doesn't it stink? And doesn't it, mm-hmm. it dusty and flies in the summer and all this stuff. So they go in and they get people to, good people to come on board. And the sad part is these people all, they promise them a big paycheck or a payout in the end. And then the only people that actually make any money are these attorneys that are mm-hmm. doing it. It's a, it, it is a corrupt situation. It's not what they say it is. And it's not, you know, the dairies. Dairies especially have done such a great job at at taking care of their own business. It's, you know, it's, it's sad that they have to put up with us not just produce for us.
0: Well, and this is why, and you talk about the money and who's actually making money on this. That's why we call it the litigation industry. Uh, This is a business for them. This is how these folks make money. Um, And a lot of cases, actually the, the activist types, the, you you know, young college kids or whoever's all head up about this and willing to go do things like break, The law and steal animals and stuff. They're really just a pawn in this game for these lawyers to make money as well. We're out of time, but again, we've been talking with Dave uh, Duquette with Protect the Harvest, protecttheharvest.com. Dave, thanks for your time this morning. We sure appreciate it.
1: You bet. Take care.